Welcome to One Amigo to Another Fantasy Football Podcast. This is show number 53. It's Wednesday, April 22nd. I'm your host and commissioner, Nathan Tilbury, and I'm here with the, my co-host and two-time champ of the league, Bill Burns. Uh, welcome, Bill. How you doing? Welcome, Nathan, and welcome, uh, One Amigo to Another Fantasy Football League. And I'm doing pretty good. Staying healthy. Uh, staying out of trouble. Good. Good. That's good to hear. Everybody's safe and, and just, uh, just at home and hopefully being able to work from home a little bit and just, just staying safe. So that's good to hear. Um, everybody that I've talked to so far in the league is, is, is safe and, and we're all just ready for football. So, um, so yeah, on last yeah. week's episode, um, yeah, we started to talk a little bit about the offseason review, thinking about free agency, and we began with the quarterbacks. So now we'll turn our attention to the running backs this week and think about who moved, who stayed put. Um, and then who kind of did not have a choice about what they were doing and, and who still might be out there. And then looking at all these players and how it might affect the outlooks um, on their seasons, as well as maybe, you know, the team itself and, and moving forward and how we think about, you know, fantasy football and stuff. So, um, so you good to, you good to go and do that with the running backs today? I'm ready to go, buddy. All right. So we'll keep kind of the regular format we've been doing. So we'll have our four downs today. First down, we'll do a little bit of news and notes. We kind of got some big news yesterday that we'll talk about. Um, second down, we'll go over the uh, free agent running backs and talk about um, the position as a whole and who's moving around. Third down, we'll do a big draft preview um, and just talk a little bit about uh, the NFL draft tomorrow and, and where we might see some guys and, and some positions that we're curious about. Uh, to watch tomorrow and, and throughout the weekend. And then uh, fourth down, we'll, we'll kind of do nine running backs and take three. So kind of like we did with the QBs last week and look at a, at a pretty stellar list of names and, and choosing a couple uh, running backs in these different categories and stuff. So you ready to dive in? I'm ready to go. All right, let's do this. All right, first down, it's usually our news and notes from around the league. And obviously we had some huge news last week. Um, that I'm sure you heard about. And I got a text actually, I think while I was at the grocery store, you know, picking up a few things, um, I got a text saying, what the heck? <laughs> and uh, it was from, uh, from Dolphant. And, and, all, and so as soon as I was like, oh, there's gotta be something. And so I pulled up the news and, and yeah, it was Rob Gronkowski and uh, he was reunited with, with Tom Brady and uh, the Patriots sent uh, the retired tight end to the Buccaneers for a fourth round pick. So what was your initial reaction, Bill, when, when you kind of heard the news of Gronk going to Tampa Bay? Uh, at first I thought it was a joke. <laughs> um, <laughs> me I'm too. pretty sure you were the one that sent me a, uh, a text one day with a, a photo of Gronkowski sitting by the pool with a drink in his hand, and a couple of women <laughs> around him. And he looked like a, a fat, Gronkowski looked like he lost a lot of muscle, mm-hmm. like he uh, started uh, putting on a little uh, pouch, uh, you know, besides his uh, belly button. And mm-hmm. I thought to myself when I saw that picture, I said, he's done. Yep. This dude's retired. You know, he ain't, he ain't going back to the Patriots and trying to win another Super Bowl. He's done. Then, you know. Six months later, here are the guys uh, signing with uh, Tampa Bay. They're re- reuniting him and Tom Brady. Uh, yeah. And then to find out that it was true. <laughs> and I thought to myself, you know, you don't get in football shape 
in, in a couple of months' time. When you've been out for, what's you've been out now, a year and a half since you yeah. played his last down, mm-hmm. uh, you're, he's nowhere near football shape. And so it's going to be interesting to see uh, how he performs if and when we play football, you know, mm-hmm. kind of wondering how, how, how much longer that's going to be before uh, there's actually a football game played. But, you know. Yeah. By the time he does get back on the field, you know, if and when these guys are ready to go, uh, I just don't see him being in shape. Yeah, I think that's I think that's true, and it's quite it's got to be even harder to get in shape. You know, I mean, you can everybody, all those players, I'm sure, have home gyms and they got all the state of the art equipment probably at their house. But you know, when you don't have a right. trainer or you know someone pushing you and stuff, it's got to be hard to get in that that um, you know peak physical shape that that you would normally get from a facility and stuff too. So I don't, I don't see that. And I, I, I doubt that the, uh, the wrestling, um, you know, <laughs> body and the, yeah. the wrestling shape he's in, I don't know. I don't know if that's going to cut it very well in the NFL yes. too. So, you know, I guess my, um, my next question for you then, Bill is thinking about all of that and the, the points that you brought up, where do you think he ends up at the end of the year in, in uh, tight end scoring? You know, do you think he's top, top 10, top 12, does he finish the season? What, what do you think about next year? Well, I don't think he finishes the season. If he does, uh, he'll be down uh, probably around the, uh, the – he'll be right around the top 20. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think any higher than that. I don't, I don't see him performing very well at all. The, the yeah. other thing, too, is when you look at uh, Tampa Bay's uh, team, they've got two other really good tight ends. Mm-hmm. And so I can see, you know, Tampa Bay going into two tight end sets and yep. using uh, uh, Gronk as kind of a wide out guy tight end. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, there's a lot of mouths so. to be fed there in the tight end world in Tampa Bay. And I don't know if he's going to muscle his way through or, or if he's going to be sitting at the at the uh, water cooler, handing out uh, cups of water to everybody. <laughs> That's true because you know they also have you know they have Mike Evans and and Chris Godwin on the ends too, and those guys those guys are going to get their 120, 150 targets. And like you said, don't if, they if have OJ Cameron Howard, Bray? Cameron Bray, and OJ Howard. If you know if those guys Howard, don't end up yeah, getting that's dealt, right. that's the other guy I couldn't remember. Yeah. So yeah, there's a lot of miles to feed. There, there is, you know, there is. He's gonna have to. He's gonna have to be in pretty good shape to uh, to uh, you know to get the attention of uh, of good old Tom uh, once they get on the field. Yeah, exactly. Then I think I agree with you. He'll probably be kind of middle of the pack. Maybe he might he might flirt with maybe top fifteen, maybe top twelve, just because sometimes that tight end position is just awful. So somehow oh, <laughs> like creep up in there. But I, I, I see a lot of maybe probably probably bust games or dud games and, and probably some games where he might score two touchdowns and that's about it. So he'll be a polarizing guy for sure as we get closer to the draft and, and where people are picking him, where he's starting to look, how well he looks in preseason. So um, it'll be an interesting name to watch. And, and it's, uh, it's at least always fun to, to have Gronk in the league to talk about him. So. So it gives us some extra 
extra uh, material here um, for sure in, in, yeah. late, in, in late April when there's no sports at all. So um, at least we have Gronk to talk about. So, um, well, right. the other Let's, thing too with Tampa Bay, just one more thing, real quick. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Tampa Bay, who knows what's going to happen in the draft? Because there's a couple of teams out there that are looking for a good tight end. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a couple of guys in, in the draft, but they're not predicted to get picked until the third round or fourth round. Mm-hmm. Maybe uh, Tampa Bay takes one of those, well, not Gronk, but one of those other two guys. Uh, maybe O.J. Howard or Cameron Bray and trade them off. Yep. Get some true. picks. So, you know, who knows? It's, it's going to be interesting, though. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I can't, I can't wait. Like we were talking before we got on, I think there's we're, we're, we're predicting, you know, at least a handful of trades tomorrow night and then definitely a lot of wheeling and dealing, I think, over the, the last, you know, that last day, at least when, when we find a finish up the last four or five rounds and people are just right. kind of throwing darts and just, it's, you know, the more darts you have to throw, right. The better your chances at, uh, at one landing or, or hitting. So, yeah. you know, if you or, can trade guys, guys and get some extra picks for in, in the late rounds, yep. you know, exactly. So, so yeah, so we'll see if they end up with all, we'll see if they end up with all three of those, you know, tight ends on their roster after the draft. So, after the um, draft, so yeah, good, yep. good, uh, good question. So yeah, all right. Well, let's go on to second down, and and uh, like last week, we did some uh, quarterbacks and talked about who's moving and and who's staying put. And so today, we'll focus on the running back position, and we'll look at um, some three names. We got three pretty, you know, at least at least like we just said the word polarizing. But if you look at this list, we're talking about three pretty polarizing guys uh, guys as well that. We're, uh, we're on the move uh, this offseason, and so we've got three guys here, and so maybe I'll get your thoughts on, on all three or if you want to just focus on one or two. Um, well, we've got Melvin Gordon, who um, you know who sat out most of the year in, um, in L.A. last year and saw Austin Eckler do very well in his position, and so they were like, see so, you later. We didn't want to yeah. pay you last year either, and so, so you're gone. And then he kind of signs with Denver, who already has – uh, Royce Freeman, and then obviously we all know about you know Philip Lindsay and how well he did uh, the last two years as a as an undrafted guy. But he goes and signs there, so it's this big crowded backfield. And then obviously one of some of the bigger news this offseason was Todd Gurley getting cut. So then he goes to Atlanta to kind of fill in for Devonta Freeman, and then David Johnson getting traded from the the Cardinals to the Texans, and he signed his or he uh, passed his physical, and so he's that that trade's official and. So we got those three guys um, moving teams, and um, what do you think about those three? Or, or if you want to focus on one or two of them, but yeah, there are three polarizing uh, names on the move in the running back position. Yeah, well, there's something to say about all three of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Melvin Gordon, uh, we know is a good running back. Uh, him yeah. going to Denver and uh, sharing time there, uh, I think that's a uh, kind of a backup deal for for Denver. Yeah. Uh, if, if something happens to one of those other guys that we mentioned, uh, Gordon would be a good replacement. Uh, Todd Gurley, <laughs> well, I think uh, <laughs> after last season, uh, I still think there's something wrong with the guy, even though uh, the Chargers didn't want to, uh, you know, didn't want to admit that there was something wrong with the guy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so now Atlanta can deal with it. Yeah. 
Uh, <laughs> and then David Johnson, you know, that's a that, that guy was a complete bust last season. Uh, it was like he got paid his money and uh, he didn't care. And so Houston may have the same issue with him uh, come the beginning of the season, whenever whenever that should happen. So mm-hmm. I think uh, out of the three of them, I think Denver's got the uh, better deal with Melvin Gordon. True. I think at least Melvin Gordon's probably the healthiest guy there, you know, and, and a guy that, that still look, looked okay last year. Um, and the other two, just just injury concerns all over all over the place. And, you know, the team, their teams were just very quick to 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 cut, you know, cut bait and, and move on. Right. And obviously yeah. Melvin Gordon, they, you know, they the Chargers kind of found maybe his replacement with Eckler and they were fine letting him go, but then, like you said, he kind of lands in a crowded backfield, and so it, I think it'll oh, be yeah, kind I of a timeshare there. With the uh, Chargers, but oh yeah, yeah, he was who, who's he with? with the but the Rams. So the other, the other. Oh, he's with the Rams. Right? Right. It's all yeah. it's all getting confusing over there in LA, and you know. So, but but yeah, I think these are three guys. Like we said, with um, uh, you know Gronk, be really interesting to see where these guys fall in fantasy drafts and who might take a chance on them. And if you, if you strike and, and get a good deal and a good value and they do well, you'd be looking at, you know, a top 12 guy that you got late in the draft. Um, but then they could also, like you said, with David Johnson, just be just a complete, be a complete bust, bust. And, yeah. um, and just but not you look know, right. So Houston's taking a chance on them. So, yep. They, uh, I think they're going to give them that role of, of, of that three down back or, you know, they got Duke Johnson still there, but, um, but I think he'll get the every opportunity for sure to, to right. hopefully uh, turn back the clock a little bit like he did in 2016. And and who knows? And that offense will be will be just fine losing after they lost uh, Deshaun Watt or uh, not Deshaun Watson, uh, DeAndre Hopkins. So we'll right. have to see yeah. how those go. Um, but then moving on, um, we did have some running backs that, that decided to stay um, or at least sign maybe some tenders to to stay with their teams. And, and we've got some big names on this on this list, too. Uh, we've got Derrick Henry, who who the last two years, everybody's kind of dogged him and said he's not going to be that good and a lot of wear and tear and he doesn't catch the ball. And he's just flat out been a beast and has, and has been a top you know five guy and, and wrote a lot of, uh, you know, uh, championships for some teams um and so he yeah, stays put at least he went into year. beast mode he did and, and he and he got and he helped a lot of people down the stretch and so he stays with tennessee for at least this year same with Kenyon drake um who's replacing david johnson um and that was kind of a weird trade last year when we saw the cardinals trade for Kenyon drake but they um gave him the tender and he's he signed you know for a couple more years uh in arizona and he lands in a good spot now that johnson's gone and then obviously austin eckler who was was great to start the season, and then Melvin Gordon came back and so fell off a little bit. But they love his skill set, and so he's staying with the Chargers. So um, I guess my question for you is: out of these three, if they're all kind of going around the same spot, which one do you like the best out of those three guys? Uh, I, I kind of like the uh, Canyon Drake with Arizona. Mm, he was yeah. pretty impressive uh, towards the end of last season. Um, and he, uh, he, he looked, he looked pretty good. So, um, that's, that's the guy I'm kind of hoping, uh, has a good season. Uh, Derek Henry, <laughs> got a guy that's running 200 yards a game. That's, he's a workhorse there. That, that, yeah. that guy, you want to talk about the, 
the uh, the new beast mode. That that's the man. So mm-hmm. I'm a Derrick Henry fan, also. Yeah, um, yeah. I think he, he's he's that guy that that I think every year now until it finally happens, we're just waiting for him to break down and get injured because he just how tough he runs. In the last two years, he's proven everybody completely wrong. And so if you've had him in the, on your team and you you drafted him in maybe like the third round, late second round, you got, you know, a top five guy. And so is this year where he does it or does he keep just just like you said, chugging, chugging along with 200 yard, you know, games down the stretch and really gets people in the playoffs. And so um, and I agree, I think Kenyon Drake is, is in a great situation in Arizona. They should be just even better than they were last year on offense. And that continued to prove in the Neckler is an interesting one too because he he just catches the ball a lot but then you know once more melvin gordon came back they, they kind of gave a lot of uh um, touches to him too so do they bring another running back in or does he steal the show and, and take take the uh the job himself all the way so i think really three guys that i think are going to be great next year and um and i, I don't know i, I kind of agree with you with, with drake i think he'll be i think he'll be really good and i'm still going to be hesitant with Henry um, even though I've seen what he's, what he's done. Um, but I think there, I think you can't go wrong with, with any of those, those three guys next yeah, year. I agree. I agree. Yeah. So you could draft any, any one of those guys that think they're going to have a good season. Yeah. And then obviously we've got some running backs that didn't really have a choice on, on where they are right now because they're still free agents. Um, and so Devonte Freeman is on the top of that list and he's been, you know, a very good running back a couple of years ago in Atlanta. And then he's just hasn't been able to stay healthy um, the last year or two. Um, but we've seen his talent and he's still a free agent. So I imagine he's still waiting around to see how the draft unfolds with a lot of guys. I don't think there's any real point now for him to, to sign anywhere until, you know, the draft is over and, and people start to see teams start to look at, you know, their depth and, and where he could still be a starter. And then we've got Lamar Miller, who who's kind of a polarizing guy as well. He, Everybody thinks he has a lot of talent and he just hasn't done much with that talent going from the Dolphins and then to the Texans. And um, and then he was injured last year, too. So coming off that injury. And then and then we got uh, old man time. Uh, Frank Gore is still out there and he, I don't think he's retired yet. So I think he's just waiting in the wings and uh, ready to, to come on and just kind of vulture touchdowns, vulture touches from from a young running back. So he's just kind of waiting there to see see uh, see who whose backfield he can kind of destroy by by just being old and uh, and and never dying. <laughs> so I think that's kind of what Frank Gore is waiting around. So so besides maybe Lamar Miller and Frank Gore, where where do you see maybe Devonta Freeman ending up this year? Um, it's going to be interesting. Uh, probably nothing's going to happen with him until after the draft, but. I see him potentially in a Green Bay Packer uniform. Oh, that would be interesting. Packers, uh, I think, are in need of a a, a bulldozer, you know, mm-hmm. uh, first two, three down running back. And I, I think Freeman's still got uh, a good season or, or maybe even more left on him. Uh, yeah. Frank Gore isn't he 99 years old? <laughs> I think so. He might he might be the first you know NFL player Probably to end up being the, the triple digits. 
you know. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I just see him going somewhere where you're really excited about a running back, right? And then Frank Gore shows <laughs> yeah. up, and they and that and they he gets 12 carries a game, and you're just like, what and, the hell's and going one on? One yard. Yeah. yeah, exactly. He gets his two and a half yards of carry, and you're just sitting there with the running back behind him. Give this guy the ball, and nope, we love Frank Gore and his two and oh, a half Frank's, yards. Frank's our man. Carry. Yeah, so I cannot wait till till he signs and destroys somebody's backfield. But, but yeah, I agree. That's, that Packers one's interesting. I, I think Freeman, I think he's he'll go somewhere to where he can maybe be utilized as a, as a, as maybe a 10, 12 touch guy, maybe a, maybe a bruiser for a little bit, and then still catching some passes and, and try to keep him healthy. Uh, but but definitely like a timeshare. So I don't think he gets, um, you know, 15, 18 carries and touches like he used, he used to. Um, but I, I think, like you said, he's still the talent is still there. It's just can he stay healthy um, right. in the right well, situation? Well, that's why so. Green Bay is a good place because they don't yeah. run the ball very much with Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball all over the yeah. yard. So. But exactly. they do need a running game, and I, that that might uh, that might be uh, an answer for him for a season or two. Yeah, that's an interesting one. So, like I said, after with a lot of these running backs, we're kind of waiting to see the, what happens in the draft, and I think we'll talk a little bit about running backs, uh, you know, next with, with the actual NFL draft too, because I know you had some some good uh, you know insight and um, you know uh, theories about running backs in general in the NFL and the draft. So. Uh, yeah, well, let's go ahead and do that. Let's let's move on to third down. And um, do you know of anything uh, happening tomorrow night in the NFL? Tomorrow night, let me see. Hmm. Check your check your calendar. Check my calendar. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> the NFL is having their virtual draft. <laughs> their virtual draft. Oh man, <laughs> yeah. I cannot wait. I cannot wait for this. I think we were talking before that. I don't really. I haven't watched the draft in the last couple of years, or usually at work for the first, you know, hour of it, and then I'll end up watching most of it on my phone or following along. And this time, you know, working from home, I'll try to make the time. And and uh, I'm so interested to watch this virtual draft and and just see who messes up. And I know we talked about that last week that it'll probably be the you know the Dolphins or the Jets or you know uh, or the Giants, <laughs> someone like that, mess it up. And, uh, the, yeah, the, that'll be like the first time they have to say, "Okay, pause." Somebody met, somebody screwed up, <laughs> you know. Um, but so yeah, so we have the NFL draft tomorrow. We're super excited to, to have. If I remember of, last we, week, didn't we kind of both uh, agree who we would like to see uh, screw up the? Uh, oh yeah, I think we, draft. we wanted the. I think we wanted the Cowboys to screw it up. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think we wanted them to have a power outage or something. Power outage, and, and they, you know, it's like just like a like a fantasy draft, right? You just that you'll give them a kicker or something in the first round. Time has expired, and the Cowboys did not make their first pick in the first round. So <laughs> uh, you lose. Yeah, you lose your pick, or you're you're the kicker if you want. You know, you don't. You don't yeah, you get to, a kicker. That's your, that's your consolation prize. So yeah, I just can't wait to see. And so yeah, we'll be rooting for the Cowboys to screw up somehow. Right. <laughs> tomorrow so um so yeah so we do have the nfl draft and, and we're just excited that it's here we finally got some kind of live sports ish to, to to watch and to talk about um so i was thinking t- today maybe you can um we could we, we kind of looked at uh at some different positions um i was really excited to, to talk about a couple different players but i know you want to talk a little bit about the, the running backs i know we're talking about running backs in, in free agency right now 
but what, what have you noticed with running backs and, and kind of the draft the last year or so and just kind of how they're valued? Yeah, I've got a little bit of a th- theory about that. Some people would say it's a, uh, uh, you know, what do you call it, uh, uh, like a, uh, you know, one of those conspiracy theory things. Conspiracy theories, yeah. <laughs> but my yeah. conspiracy theory in listening to some of the pre-draft stuff is there's a lot of good uh, defensive players in the draft this year. Uh, a lot of good cornerbacks, a lot of good uh, defensive uh, rushing ends, tight end, or uh, defensive ends, uh, a lot of good defensive linemen, and there's a good crop of offensive linemen also. Mm-hmm. And my theory here is that uh, running backs are going to be picked way towards the end of the draft because the uh, NFL doesn't want to pay these guys, these running backs, the big bucks. Uh, yep. And you know, when you pick a running back in the first round, uh, you're going to pay through the nose for him. And then after his, you know, first four years or whatever their contract uh, deal is, four or five years, and then they're a free agent, if you don't sign mm-hmm. them to big money. I don't think that stuff's going to happen with running backs anymore. I think you're going to see the NFL going with, I'll draft a running back, we'll keep him for two or three years, and then go back and draft another running back. Just, you know, either trade him or drop him. Or I don't think that these running backs are going to get the money that the, uh, uh, you know, the Melvin Gordons and some of these other guys uh, have uh, – have uh, fought to get. Uh, yeah. That's my conspiracy theory, but you're going to see running backs. You, you're going to see them not. I'll bet you they don't pick a running back, that no team picks a running back until uh, the, maybe the early third round. That's yeah. a pretty tall prediction, I think. Is, I like that. That's, that's there's a, a bold couple of guys prediction, there, but, but there's really not. What's that? Uh, that's a bold prediction, I think. But I think you're, um, I think you're spot on. I don't even know if it's really a conspiracy theory. I think it's just a good solid theory that that they just um, they don't want these guys drafted in the first round or the top ten and have to pay the, all that money. And then when they could find somebody, like you said, in the third round, fourth round, that's almost as good, and and they could use that draft capital on on a defensive lineman or a cornerback or a, you know a tackle like you talked about that are that are seem like they're a lot more important positions um yeah. nowadays too so um so yeah i, I think I, I agree and like when you look at uh, the the big money that's been handed out to you know to todd Gurley and to david johnson and and what happened with them i think you know chris mccaffrey just got paid and i think he's a pretty unique special player um but even zeke even paying zeke i think the cowboys are probably kicking themselves a little bit now because they having a hard time signing everybody else you know when right. you're a running back that much money so i think you're spot on and and i think we won't see running backs go till maybe I, i've heard maybe the chiefs might might pick a guy at 32 if they like them but I, I hope they i hope they kind of address other needs um after that it'd be maybe just filled with second round guys and late second round and um just putting all these running backs together on your team and then just see which one does the best and then you know, you're good and you don't have to pay them a lot of that money. So, 
Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, I think it's an interesting thing, and I think for for me, I, I'd be looking to, to obviously watch a couple couple of players. I think it'd be really interesting to watch. You know, where uh, where Tua uh, Tungavailoa goes um, in the draft. You know, the, right. the quarterback for the um, for Alabama. Um, so that I think he'll be kind of a special player, and then. I'll be watching for, for a couple ASU guys too. I'll be looking at uh, the running back Eno Benjamin. I think he's a he's a really good um, running back. I think he put up a lot of stats. He just went to ASU and didn't really get a lot of notoriety on the West Coast. And I think he, he should be a solid maybe third down back or maybe even more if he gets the right opportunity. And so I've seen him going in maybe third, fourth round, like you said, about where most of the running backs might be going. Um, right. So be I think he'll be fun to watch, kind of a bruiser, but He's really good at catching the ball. And then wide receiver um, that they had this this past year was uh, Brandon Ayuk. Um, spells his name pretty weird, uh, his last name. But uh, the Duke can, can flat out ball and um, just in, in space get on the ball. And, and he made some great catches this year, too. And um, I think he might even be a little bit better than Nikhil Harry, who came out last year from ASU, the uh, Patriots pick. So I've seen him going kind of in the second round, end of the second round, too. So. As an ASU guy, I think it would be great to, to see a couple position skill players go. So those guys get um, picked uh, early in the draft, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was really excited with Nikhil Harry last year, and he just was a complete bust and, and just injured all the time. So I'm um, really like to see where these two guys end up and, and uh, be rooting for him for sure, you know, next year. So um, I agree. So yeah. I think, like like we said before, we're just super excited to see. I think next week we already talked a little bit about it, and we'll talk more about it at the end of the show, but we'll do a big kind of uh, draft review next week and talk about players where and where they landed and how it kind of affects players that are already there. So it should be a lot of fun to to, uh, to watch over the next couple of days and, and kind of write down some notes and, and be able to talk about it next week. So it's very right. good. So, all right, well, let's move on to fourth down. And obviously, you know, this time of, you know, shelter in place and working from home, you know, been following a lot of social media and there's just been all these, you know, top, top five, or give me your top five in this top, top three foods, or here's nine lit nine, um, of your favorite beverages. You can only pick three, blah, blah, blah. And it's, it's getting frustrating <laughs> to watch. So I thought, well, <laughs> yeah. everybody's doing it. Why don't we do it? But we'll put a little fantasy football spin on it. It'd be pretty fun to do. And so last week we, we had some nine, we did nine quarterbacks and we each had to pick a quarterback um, in three categories so we were, we were picking three we had so we our uh, categories last week were down by two with about a minute left in the fourth who's your quarterback to win the game then we had we're down 21 after the first quarter um, and who's the quarterback that, that you want that can maybe just scorch the rest of the game and, and win and then you're down 35 fantasy points and who do you want on a monday night when there's no one else playing so that was pretty fun we had some some uh some good banter last week going on with with some of the quarterbacks we picked and so today i thought we'd do some running backs and um we'll focus on uh three categories as well so a little bit different than the qbs but um but i did come up with a list of nine running backs and so here's the list uh, we got barry sanders walter payton uh, christian mccaffrey ezekiel elliott marshall falk jerome bettis jim brown bo jackson and Priest Holmes are the nine running backs that, that we're going to do. So uh, I'd leave anybody off this list, or, or do you think the list is good to go? Uh, it's a pretty good list, or Nathan. I can't see uh, – I, I couldn't see uh, dropping anybody, or right off the top of my head, I can't think of uh, anybody I would add. 
Perfect. Good, because I'm, you know, you didn't even bring up Emmett Smith or anything. So to all the Cowboys fans out there, he don't deserve to be on this list. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, that's all I'll say about that. But no Emmett Smith on here. So nope, I uh, agree. Let's 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 roll with let's roll with these nine. And uh, here's the category. So first category is your fourth and one at the goal line. So basically fourth and goal at the one, and you need to win the game. So last play of the game. Who who are you gonna who are you gonna hand the ball off to? Um, Second category is you're down 25 points in PPR going into Monday Night Football. So a fantasy football question. So who would you put your money on scoring, you know, 26 points in the PPR to win the game on Monday night? And then the last one is kind of an interesting one. I was thinking, what other categories could we do for running backs? And I thought this one was a really good one because I hate this play, first of all, Bill, when, when teams do this. <laughs> so, um, you know, it's third and 12. Right. And and coach calls a, a, a running back draw. You know, you're, you're not going to get it right. You're going to get four or five yards and then you're going to punt. And I hate it. So so coach calls that play for you. Third and 12. Who, who do you think is going to get you that first down? So who's going to who, you know, quarterback draw goes back. So it's a draw play. You know, instead of getting four or five yards like they usually do, who do you think is going to get you the first down if you need 13 yards? You know, so you don't have to punt. So uh, I thought that was a pretty good little category, especially some of the names on this list. So, um, so you got the you got the list in front of you. Yes, I do. All right. So let's go to the first category, and we'll each kind of pick a running back for this one, and then we'll move on to the next one. So fourth and goal at the one. Who are you giving the ball to to win the game, Bill? Uh, to me, it's a no-brainer. It's a Walter Payton up the middle. He dives mm. over the offensive line and the defensive line. Uh, two yards, three yards. He's in the end zone. Yeah, there you go. I figured. I figured you'd. I figured you'd go that route too. So uh, yeah, on that one, uh, you know, uh, uh, ball on the one yard line uh, to win the game. Walter Payton. That's a good one. That's a good one. I, I like that. I, I cannot disagree with that. So I'll go a little different route on this one. I think, and and this is probably why this guy's even on the list, Bill, because I know we, I kind of joke about this player too. And he was a great player. He's a great running back. But I'm going to take Jerome Bettis on this one. And uh, I, I love Jerome Bettis. Love watching him play. I think if you ever needed like three yards, man, he'll get you three yards, right? If, if but right. If, you know if you needed five yards. It'll get you three. That's you that's know, not a bad. That's, that's, a, that's a fact. But uh, yeah. fourth and one. If I only need that one yard, I'll, I'll go Jerome Bettis. But uh, but you know, kind of kind of half half joking a little bit because I think you could go Jim Brown or, or Walter Payton. Probably be my number one. Just with the with the ability to just either pile through or dive over. I think Walter right. Payton's a, a great pick. But uh, I'll go Jerome Bettis since you took uh, Walter Payton and and uh, give it to the bus for at least just a yard. Um, just barrel through guys. So, um, all right. I like, I like those two picks. Um, all right. Next one. You're down 25 points in a, in a PPR. So, you know, so catches count for a point, right? Um, right. going into a Monday night football game, who, who, who are you going to put your money on to score 26 points for you on a Monday night football? Uh, I would have to go with Marshall Falk. Ah, <laughs> that's such a the, good thing. Uh, greatest. Show on turf. Yeah, that dude was a monster out of the backfield catching a ball. Ah, uh, so good, so good. And um, yeah, that 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 would that that was my pick. 
I, I absolutely love Marshall Falk. I think he's probably my favorite running back um, of all time. He's like in the top three for me. I just loved watching him play. Like you said, we had Kurt Warner on our list last week, right, for the uh, greatest show yeah. on turf. And, and Marshall Falk yeah. was right there. And just the way he caught the ball, you know, he lined up as wide receiver a lot and, and just um, slant plays and, and outside runs and inside runs. Like he, he just did it all. And and so I totally agree. I would take Marshall Falk if I needed those twenty five points easy. Um, I think he's he's what he's probably my favorite running back. Like I said, um, right. so if I needed twenty six points, especially in his heyday with that with that greatest show on turf, whew, I'd, I'd feel pretty confident not even having to watch that game and knowing I'd win on on, uh, on Tuesday right when I woke up. So um, I'll I'll agree with you on that one too, Bill. It's a great pick. So. All right, so I think we kind of agree with that one. I wonder who you're going to pick for this one. So the last category is coach calls that draw play that we hate, right, on third and 12, just to get some extra yards for the punt. But uh, this running back does not agree with that. So he's getting 13 yards. Who, who are you giving the ball to on that draw play for 13? Okay, uh, if, if my memory is correct, this running back that I'm thinking about picking or that I'm going to pick, uh, in his career, which he kind of cut short, he averaged 5.2 yards per carry, and that would be Jim Brown. Oh, oh, I like it. And that's who I want to get me down the field. In a cloud of dust. That's a good one. Get you five and a half yards every carry. Because that's what he averaged. That's the man I want. That's a good one. Especially defense, you know, third and 12 defense is, you know, falling back, right? So he's already got that yep. advantage. And, and then he maybe breaking one or two tackles. And you're not going to, you know, those defensive backs aren't going to tackle him anyway. So that's a great pick. So I think if you'll go Jim Brown, uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go Barry Sanders with this one. I think oh, those are my too. those are my yeah. two guys. So Jim Brown or, or or Barry Sanders, just at least Barry Sanders. I mean, the, the, to be honest, those those Lions teams he played on were probably in a lot of third and twelves. Um, you know, it's true. Back and, to and when he know, played, he helped them pick up a lot of first <laughs> downs too. So. And he probably did help him pick a lot of these, you know, draws on third and twelve, and just the way he danced around and broke tackles. Um, yeah. You know, I, I think it would be he'd probably end up running for about thirty yards. Right. And uh, yeah, that's a good to, pick. to get the to get the 13 or 14. So, yeah, I was debating about picking him, too. <laughs> I'm yeah. a big Barry Sanders fan. Uh, yeah, I think even though he played for the, the Lions. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think for for me, yeah, it was Jim Brown or, Walt, or Barry Sanders, too, for, for that one. And um, and so I'll, I'll take uh, Barry Sanders. So I think, yeah, that, that's a that's some great uh, some great running backs right there. Some great list. Who, who on this list? Bill, if you could just take take as a as your uh, as your one hundred and one on a fantasy team, who who would you take? As a one on one on a fantasy team, or just your your uh, your one hundred and one? So if you got the first pick overall, which one of these running backs oh, are you take in fantasy? One of these fantasy? guys would I pick? Yeah, uh, it'd have to be Walter. Yeah, right, that, that's a close Barry one. Sanders moves in him. Mm-hmm. He could uh, run you over if he if he had to uh i don't know he was a pretty special guy and of course he was a bear so he was a bear right that's, of course that's my yeah. first that's my <clears throat> first pick yeah 
I, I think I'd, I'd agree with that. I think I'll go Marshall Falk. I think with just what you said, too. I, I just love watching Marshall Falk. I think Priest Holmes would yeah. be a, a hard one as a Chiefs fan to pass up in his prime. But, yeah, just the way Marshall Falk played. And then, um, you, know. uh, you can also look at Bo Jackson. I mean, he yeah. didn't play very long. Exactly. When he did play, yep. the dude was uh, lights out. So yep. you could you could actually pick any one of these guys as a first pick in your fantasy draft and not go wrong. Yep, exactly. So, well, good. Yeah, I think, I think we did a great job. I think that was a lot of fun. And we'll do this um, with um, wide receivers or with pass catchers. We'll kind of put wide receivers and tight ends together um, and do this again. And maybe in uh, two weeks after we talk about the draft. But yeah, that, that was a lot of fun. And, and okay. gosh, that's a, yeah. some really good running backs on that list. So, um all right. Well, as we look to uh, to wrap this thing up, this kind of concludes our episode of the One Amigo to Another Fantasy Football Podcast. Um, looking at the calendar, like we said, I think we'll take a a, a break um, from positional uh, free agency reviews, and, and we'll focus on the draft a little bit next week um, and discuss some of the surprises as well as um, some of the best landing spots that we saw, and then maybe some of the rookies who who kind of went and kind of messed everything up too with where they um where they ended up and so um i think we'll be excited to talk about the draft that sound good to you bill yeah that sounds real good um it'll be interesting to see um if any news comes out uh during or after the draft about Mm -hmm. when uh a potential uh, start of of the season would be yeah uh you know they're talking about opening up the the uh, the nation here, uh, hopefully not too soon, but uh, be interesting to see if there's any news coming out of the uh, uh, draft about potential start for the NFL. Yeah, exactly. I think they they usually like to announce you know big news and things right around the draft. So um, right. I think they'll, uh, they'll probably take that opportunity to do so. And everything that we've read is that they're trying to stay on track as much as they can, but you know, everything's been changing so much too. So I think we'll all be looking forward to that news. So, um, so yeah, as wait. always, Bill, <laughs> I know, I know I cannot wait seriously. I mean, base, I love baseball. We love basketball, but just as long as football starts on time, we'll, we'll be good. So, <laughs> um, so football. Yeah, exactly. So, as always, thanks again for listening to the One Amigo to Another Fantasy Football Podcast. For Bill Burns, I'm Nathan Tilbury, and good night, Bill. Well, good night, uh, One Amigo to Another Fantasy Football League, and Nathan Tilbury, good night. Adios, amigos.